The Dallas Cowboys almost drafted Johnny Manziel. Man, if you think that, you, sir or madam, have come to the right place. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted reporter. This is one of my favorite annual stories uh, because it demonstrates, frankly, the difference between what we do for a living and uh, uh, other <laughs> other stuff. This is one of those remember where I live tales. And it's the story of Johnny Manziel, who's back in the news in a positive way. Good for him. Don't, uh, don't, don't wish those demons on anybody. And he had them or has them. Johnny Manziel now apologizing to the world. Uh, he was on the uh, Shannon Sharp podcast, apologizing to the world for behavior that, as he explains it, would have been even more suicidal had he gotten his wish and been drafted by his home state Dallas Cowboys. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table, but know this going in. And I don't mean to scold you, Cowboys Crusader. The very first comment today, and I think Crusader put this up last night to get us all prepped. Stephen had to rip the phone out of Jerry's hand to stop him from disgracing this franchise by drafting Johnny Manziel. What I'm here to tell you is that isn't even close to true. And this is a remember where I live. Good morning, sugar. Breakfast at Fishinies. I haven't sang Breakfast at Fishinies in quite some time. I probably need to unleash that beast one of these days. Quote from Manziel to Sharp. I loved Jerry. I loved getting the opportunity as a college kid to walk into that owner's box and rub shoulders with the big honcho. I remember the anticipation when that pick was coming up, 2014. And I had my fingers crossed under the table the entire time. Please let me go put that star on my helmet. But here's a fact that you will be enriched by knowing. So give me a few cowboy minutes and I will give you the cowboy world on this. You will be so much smarter. You will become the smartest cowboy fan on the block. Because here's a fact that I guess Johnny himself doesn't even know to this day, even though the tail is growing taller and taller and taller, but is still as untrue as it ever was. Jerry Jones almost forced the Cowboys to take Manziel in the first round of the 2014 NFL draft. Never happened. It's a hell of a story. And it's got it all. Controversial owner, colorful kid, Texas quarterback, America's team, um, Johnny's backstory, his dating life, first round arguments, all of it. Hell of a story. And it's all baloney. Let me preface this by saying what I'm about to lay out for you is the result of a couple things. I don't know that I need to argue in favor of my credibility, but these are on the record. These aren't secret sources. These are on the record interviews and visits that I've had since that time, it, immediately then and more since to reinforce what is one of my 
pet tales to tell because my tale's true. Robert Blackwell, Chris Hall, Jason Garrett, Will McClay, Stephen Jones, and Jerry himself. I've talked to all of them about this. I also, back at Valley Ranch, had the benefit, you know how uh, the war room cam, for lack of a better term, how you get to see as you're sitting at home in front of your TV, some things. Back in those days, more then than now, the war room cam was on all the time, even when it wasn't being shown to you on ESPN or NFL Network, meaning I could sit there with Sean Sharif from 105 Through the Fan as we did the draft show and we could, we could watch. We could watch things that weren't meant to be on TV. You follow me? So here goes. Here's the truth about Johnny Manziel to the Cowboys via those who lived it. Did the Cowboys consider the Texas A&M sensation and Heisman Trophy winner at some point, way, way before that night, when it was pick number 16? The team had no heir at the time to the aging Romo. And, and so that's a football thing. And then, as I think we all recognize, now more than ever, the Cowboys and what they could have cooked up with Johnny Cowboy football would have been off the charts. It would have been Taylor Swiftish. And in the days leading up to that draft, Jerry Jones still did like the idea. Jerry Jones liked the idea from a football perspective, I'm sure. But there's no way that in his brain he could separate the other either. It was all one big grand idea to Jerry. But by draft day, he'd been made to see the light. And we reported this at the time. Unfortunately, the other report is juicier than the truth. On draft day, the scouting department made Jerry see the light. Johnny Manziel was not going to be graded or rated higher on Dallas's big board than four potential stars who the scouting department predicted, hoped would be there. Those four guys, one, Aaron Donald from Pitt, two, Anthony Barr, UCLA linebacker, three, Ohio State linebacker Ryan Shazier, and four, a big kid from Notre Dame named Zach Martin. And then draft day comes. And the night inches toward pick number 16. Now, by this time, because remember the previous year, there'd been that Sharif Floyd confusion. Where are we at on the board? Well, if he's the highest guy on the board, why don't we take? By this time, Will McClay's stewardship of the board and what to do with it was coming towards being in cement. Right? This is 10 years ago now. It was about 10 years ago that the Cowboys drafts had clarity, thanks to Will McClay. Here, McClay made certain there would be no confusion. Robert Blackwell, and you've seen him. He's a, he's a angular, handsome man, angular face, beard. He was the uh, longtime director of video services. 
I've, I can't remember his answer. I've, I've asked him before, why, so why did you get the job of going to New York and sitting there with the big fake phone? But he got the job. He did it for years. So Robert Blackwell is in New York. And he's sitting there and he's listening to what the instructions are back at Valley Ranch, 1,600 miles away, right? Blackwell, and he's told me this story. In fact, we just talked about it a couple months ago. He was instructed to write two names on two cards as potential turn-ins. Card number one, Shazir. Card number two, Martin. Two cards. Donald was gone. Barr was gone. Okay, Robert, get two cards ready. Shazir and Martin. Not three cards, two. Now, this is true. In the immediate aftermath of what actually happened, and I'm telling you what actually happened. By the way, if at the end of this program you're going, I'll be damned. I had no idea. You must subscribe to this program. Deal? Deal. In the aftermath of what actually happened, Jerry did indeed say to Stephen, uh, Mr. Stephen, hope we don't regret that passing up on a potential franchise QB. He did say that. But as far as like any sadness or regret over it, that was it. Until. If you're a longtime cowboy guy, you probably know who Jim Dent is. Do you know Jim, Jim Dent? a uh, long-time Texas-based sports writer. Very talented. And I've known Jim for 34 years. He's written numerous bestsellers. They make him into movies. He's wildly successful. And this was all going to go away until Jim Dent wrote an e-book called Manzel Mania. Now, in this quickie book, and I don't say that to be uh, critical of it, it's an ebook. He, he whipped it up really quick. Jim Dent, talented, acclaimed author who happened to, at the time, be imprisoned in a Texas prison, <clears throat> claimed in his book, his ebook, that there was so much drama involved here that it required team COO Stephen Jones to physically accost his father to prevent Jerry from, quote, scribbling the name of Johnny Menzel on the draft card. I want you to visualize this with me. There's a couple of things going on here. One of them dates back to 20 years before. Is it 20 years? 30 years before? Whatever it was. When Jerry was doing the Dion slash Nike deal, it is an absolutely true story that Stephen grabbed his dad by the lapels and it, true, 
Remember now, Stephen at this point, like 29 years old, he goes, what in the world are you doing? That is a true story. This is getting a little mixed into that. As Jim Dent writes in this ebook, and I quote, Stephen had to physically restrain his father from scribbling the name of Johnny Manziel on the draft card and turning it in. Well, Dent's book created a firestorm, typical reaction in the aftermath from Deadspin, and I quote, it appears that Jerry Jones is still operating the Dallas Cowboys by following the drunk uncle school of management, which is to say his own children still need to physically prevent him from making franchise altering decisions on the fly. Jerry Jones is too old and too rich to really give a shit about anything anymore. It's, that's funny. Completely irresponsible. Again, nobody from Deadspin has ever set foot in the Cowboys locker room. And they wrote something based on Dent's book that's absolutely false. But now, Dent writes the ebook. Deadspin writes this scathing review. The Dallas Morning News picked up and printed an excerpt from Dent's book. Oh, and by the way, Fish at Six tonight, I'm going to give all kinds of props to the Dallas Morning News for something related to the Cowboys, but not this morning. The Dallas Morning News took this pile of shit and put it in the newspaper without asking anybody whether it was true. And even today, this story keeps being spun, especially now that Johnny Manziel has done the Shannon Sharp podcast, so he's back in the news with apologies and ask for forgiveness and suicide and all, all, all this stuff. Uh, our friends at A to Z Sports write this week, man, oh man, one of the biggest what ifs in franchise history. I still remember that moment when the Cowboys were on the clock. We didn't know at the time that Steven was pushing Jerry to the wall of the war room and snatching the draft card from his hands to avoid Manziel to arrive to. And I say this with no disrespect. Th this is, Guys, people who in 2014 were fans and who have now are journalists or bloggers. And they grew up believing it. And now they're writers themselves and now they're writing it. And now the mythology is etched in cement. But again, to the actual facts from the people involved, including me, There are no draft cards in the Valley Ranch, Valley Ranch War Room. There are no draft cards, and there were no draft cards at Valley Ranch in the War Room. There's Jerry, there's Steven, there's McClay, there's Garrett. There's Pat Obenshane, who is the general manager of one of their favorite restaurants, who's in the War Room. Here comes Bennett Glazer. Bennett Glazier, uh, the uh, preeminent liquor guy in all of North America. He's hanging out in there. There's computers, there's notepads, there's magnetized name tags up on a board. There's Jerry and Steven and McClay and Garrett and Jerry's grandson and Charlotte and a restaurant tour and a businessman. 
There are no draft cards at team headquarters. The draft card was in New York, where each of the 32 teams has a representative who carries the card with their selected player's name on it to the commissioner for him to announce. The Cowboys rep is Robert Blackwell. There is no way for Blackwell to be handed a card by Jerry because they're sitting 1,600 miles apart from each other. There is no handing of a draft card from Jerry to the commissioner. Jerry doesn't have 1,600-foot-long arms, 1,600-mile-long arms. There was no Jones versus Jones physical wrestling match. Somebody, somebody was thinking Dion, and they made it in to Johnny. Now, I told you about the war cam, the war room cam, again, for lack of a better term, war room. That's what they call it. Probably should change that. I don't know. We were able to watch the war room cam, and it's, there's Broadus and Sean and myself, and we're watching it. And we're watching them talk through the process. There was clearly some disappointment over Shazier going off the board at 15 to Pittsburgh. Clearly, the Cowboys were thinking defense. Look at it again. Aaron Donald, Anthony Barr, Shazier, and Martin, probably in that order. I was later told that Jerry finally asked the entire staff, uh, entire staff, uh, just teenage girls now, and I'm smiling when I say this, no one in this room wants to take old Johnny. He asked him, Will, Stephen, scouting department, Garrett, quarterback coach. So no one in this room wants to take old Johnny. And that was correct. No one in the room, no one in the entire building, except maybe Jerry, viewed Manziel as being worthy of being taken ahead of Zach Martin. I've since been told that if they even placed him on the board as a first round possibility, if they did, it was kind of done as a courtesy to the owner. Would Dallas have taken Johnny in a later round if Cleveland doesn't take him at 22, where of course he was a horrific bust? Maybe. Maybe. At some point, you, you could throw a dart at a too short quarterback who you know has, you could, who you know has substance abuse problems and behavioral problems. Now, I used to have to write allegedly and say allegedly all the time when we talked about Johnny and his substance abuse problems and his behavioral problems. We don't have to do that anymore because he's very open about it and good for him. And and I, I, I think... You know, I think for good things on him. He thought about suicide. And it gets a little worse when you think back to his days of driving to Dallas, which I'll get to in a minute. Some of these things I knew, all of these things the Cowboys scouting department knew. He had a Chicago Bears recruiting dinner. I can't remember if it was in Dallas or in College Station. Johnny showed up late for the dinner and he showed up drunk. And at the dinner, he got drunker. The Cowboys also knew, as did hundreds of us who went to Dallas Mavericks games regularly, that Johnny was driving from College Station to Dallas 
on a regular basis at the last minute and was often seemingly under the influence when he was hanging out at Mavs games. And the Cowboys knew this. As Johnny himself just said to Shannon, looking back now, thank God it didn't happen that I was drafted by the Cowboys because I wouldn't be sitting here today. If you would have put me in a landscape of that, my backyard, I know everybody. Listen, he came, it, it was party town down there when he came to town. I was driving from College Station up to Dallas. Why? Because there was nothing going on in College Station at the time. I know who I was hanging around at that point in my life. It would have been a disaster. It wouldn't have been suicide. That would have been the issue. I would have been drinking and driving. I would have been taking a bag from somebody. And boom, my life could have been over in an instant. And I'm telling you guys, and if you want to fix this by spreading the word, tell your cowboy love and friends, straight, dope, no bullshit. I'm giving it to you here. Like you can't get it anywhere else. The Cowboys knew all of this. And so when Jerry finally asked one last time, uh, so no one in this room wants to take old Johnny and no one did. I'm sitting there with Sean and I think brought us and we saw Jerry say on the camera, not for broadcast in house. Uh, so it's Martin. We saw his lips move. So it's Martin. And then the cogs churn into motion the way they do on every pick. And you've seen some of this and it's pretty cool to watch this. Jerry relays the decision to scouting staffer, Chris Hall in a Valley Ranch office adjacent to the war room. Hall immediately barks Zach Martin to Blackwell in New York over the phone. Blackwell has the two cards. The one that says Ryan Shazier is suddenly worthless, he just went. The second says Zach Martin. Turn it in, Robert. Blackwell hands the card reading Martin, whose next stop, of course, after Frisco will be Canton, to the front of the ballroom in New York. At, I think it was at Radio City Music Hall. And the rest is true history, along with false mythology. Now, storyteller Jerry keeps this alive. He, he likes the what if Manziel tale, even still after Manziel busted, because it's still fun marketing wise for Jerry. You, you walk up to Jerry today and ask him about Johnny Mandel, he'll, he'll spin you a yarn. Storyteller Jim Dent does not, I don't believe, tell the story much anymore because he knows it's not true. But that spring, Jim was looking for material for his Manziel ebook. And he understand, understood damn well that he might enjoy the benefits of connecting the Cowboys somewhere in there too. Which ebook do you think sells better? One about Johnny Manziel and the Browns or one about Johnny Manziel and the Cowboys? Not long after that draft, I booked Jim Dent to be a guest on 105.3 The Fan who was with Ben and Skin. And we asked him about the origin of the Jerry Manziel card story. And we got Jim to admit, and I quote, as he was dodging the questions about, where'd you get that information? Where'd you hear that? He finally says, uh, I got that off watching TV. 
So somebody made it up and then somebody made it up some more and then somebody did an ebook on it and then somebody made it up some more and then somebody made it up some more and Jerry fed the beast. And the next thing you know, the Cowboys almost signed Paul Bunyan, Abraham Lincoln, Jesus, Hercules. Uh, I tell you what, we had a good grade on old Hercules. In the book, Jim Dent writes with clever, imaginative, and imaginary prose, quote, I could just see Jones grabbing Manziel with the 16th choice of the first round. I knew that Jones's hands were shaking. This is Jim writing from a prison cell. He's not, he didn't know anything. I knew that Jones's hands were shaking when the Cowboys went on the clock with Manziel still on the board. I could envision Jones scribbling the name of Johnny Manziel on the draft card. Complete nonsense. And Jim's clever, so he, he writes, I could envision. Hey, you could envision it. <laughs> In short, Dent listened to silly speculation. He envisioned a tall tale. He used the tall tale to help sell an ebook. The book excerpt actually ran in the Dallas Morning News, adding another level of seeming credibility. And Jerry, happy to surf off Manziel, happy to surf off Manziel-related publicity, as he does even to this day, enjoys the ride in the same way that he wants the star to be affiliated with every high-profile person and thing in the world, from Elizabeth Taylor to Nelson Mandela to Beyonce to George Strait to the World Cup. Sidebar, how Jerry missed out on arranging for Taylor Swift to be dating a cowboy, I will never understand. Since that night, again, I've gotten on the record acknowledgement and confirmation of what I'm telling you here with Blackwell, Hall, Garrett, McClay, Stephen, and Jerry. And not too long ago, Jerry was on the fan with Sean and RJ and was asked the question, how close, how close, Jerry, did you come to using the first pick in the 2014 draft on Johnny Manziel to bring him the Cowboys? And listen to Jerry's answer. It's fantastic. Uh, Mr. Sean, uh, Mr. Arj, uh, it certainly was a big debate going on, Jerry said, and you can almost hear the grin through your radio. It was certainly a big debate going on, if no place other than in my own mind. And there is the truth of Johnny Mansell to the Cowboys. Fish. <laughs>